0: Welcome to the Learning Lounge. In this podcast series, we will tell you all about learning in a flow of work. By speaking to our KPMG experts around the globe, the Learning Lounge will give you an insight on all relevant trends around learning. Whether you want to know more about the employee experience, improving your organization's learning ability, or to reskill and upskill the workforce, this podcast is all about empowering the workforce through learning. Learn, grow, and succeed. Please tune in for the second episode about learning with technologies, featuring our guest, Alexander Nordeloos.
1: Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining our podcast today. My name is René de Beau, and I'm here today with our guest, Alexander Nordeloos. Alexander is the global partner for Microsoft Alliances within KPMG. And in this role, he is leading KPMG's largest strategic partnership, With Microsoft across our audit, tax and advisory business. Welcome, Alexander. Nice to have you here.
0: Thank you very much, Renee. Glad to be here.
1: Good. In this episode, we will talk about fits between learning in the flow of work and technology. And you know all about that, uh, Alexander. But before we start, could you explain to us what does learning in the flow of work mean to you?
0: Yeah, so first of all, um, again, uh, Renee, thank you for having me, um, and uh, learning and technology is quite exciting, um, because obviously it's been part of my professional and maybe sometimes even um, personal journey for a long time, so I've been working in technology for over two decades, which made me sound like an, an old man already, my kids uh, would be saying that, but um, yeah, so for me, uh, growing skills, capacity is really essential um, in the work I'm doing, because of the, the the speed of innovation and the, the pace it, com- it comes. Um, so it's, uh, it helps me to stay connected with, uh, with teams, with my clients, um, and also gives me the confidence to move forward to the spate, speed that I, um, that I anticipate in my, in my day-to-day work. Um, so for me, um, learning in the flow of work really means that I can learn whenever I want, um, what I want, uh, and how I want to uh, at the place and the position where I am at the moment, where I'd like to do it. Um, so it really falls around my agenda uh, at the time and the place where I want to do it, um, and it helps me by doing that to increase my, I guess, my personal productivity. Today, so
1: yeah. And and can you give an example of how you learn in your flow of work?
0: Um, so for my work, I need to travel quite a lot. Uh, we do business in more than sixty countries where we have an active business with Microsoft. So um, it's very difficult for me to plan my uh, my personal upskilling, my education, my enablement. Um, so for me, it's important that I can learn wherever I am when I want to do it and when it's, for me personally, um, in the right place right time. So as an example, uh, I was in Singapore two weeks ago where we had a, an amazing event. We had 10 countries together. We worked closer together with Microsoft. We had clients visiting us. Uh, but obviously, there's a lot of time around that because I'm in the plane, I need to travel, I'm in, at an airport or in a hotel. And it's these places when I sort of have a little bit of time for myself, when I enjoy doing a bit more uh, learning for myself. And then I can just pick it up where I left it. Uh, that's for me is really l- learning in the flow work whenever I want to do it, when it's fit for purpose for me.
1: Nice. And, and what platforms do you use or what apps do you use to learn?
0: I actually l- use a lot of things. Yeah. So, um, so for sure, KPMG, uh, we have a lot of mandatory e-learnings, trainings, all, everything we need to do to stay compliant with who we are and how we operate in the market. So that's just at my workstation. Um, a lot of things which I'm doing as well is listening to podcasts. Like we're hopefully having a few listeners, to ours mm-hmm. th- today as well. Um, it 's also uh, more technical training that i uh, that I usually do, so that allows me to go into other platforms which are which we have uh, out there where you can register, some are for free, some are uh, is paid content so it 's really a, a blended mix of um, uh, of tools and platforms that i that I use
1: what I find interesting in hearing you talk, I think learning in the flow of work is a sort of uh, New trend, or we we talk about it constantly, learning in the flow of work, but actually that is how we do learning all along. And now we have sort of coined that term and and are thinking about how can we make it more and more specific and more effective. But I think uh, from the early days, people have learned in the flow of their work because as you go, you learn from your colleagues, you learn from uh, experience or what goes wrong, but uh, really having that technology now to assist us also to be able to um, be more effective in that learning is, um, I think, really interesting. And, yep. and w- we are talking about this uh, as well because we believe that the learner experience actually really needs to be enhanced uh, because we see uh, some trends. Um, specifically, when it comes to hybrid workplace, you said, yeah, well, I'm not traveling as much now, as I did before, because of, for instance, uh, economic uh, situation, but I think also because of uh, uh, the COVID, uh, COVID uh, uh, remains. And you see that more and more people are still working hybrid. Huh? So if you look at the numbers, uh, we see globally that hybrid work has grown by a 38%. And um, 53% of people say they're actually transitioning more and more to hybrid work. And if you look at Microsoft uh, Teams data, we see, for instance, also 28% increase in after-hours work and actually a 252% increase in weekly meeting time since 2020. Yeah. 252% increase in weekly meeting time. It's, so
0: it's Yeah, it's fascinating. If you would see the adoption rate of Teams in KPMG, and I've been been a little bit close to that. So we had about twenty two hundred twenty thousand people globally using Teams, which was deployed in a matter of weeks, uh, with no training, no right real adoption. Everybody just started using it, and now it's just uh, sort of a common fact uh, yeah. in the way how we do business. And I think what I quite like about that, from a technology angle, is that the continuous improvement within Teams. So meetings getting shorter. You get notifications. You actually get signals from teams who help you sort of to structure your work in a, in a better way. So I think um, if you would sort of have the parallel with how we, the evolution of learning, I think that's sort of closely followed by how technology is helping us to enable to do that.
1: And uh, Alexander, if, if we talk a bit more about uh, technology, how do you, uh, you, you gave some examples already, how, how can technology further improve that experience of the learner?
0: So that's a really good question, and and I think um, to to really understand that, you what I t- try to do is sort of think back a little bit and how we how we did learning without technology. So how was it in the time when technology was not so easy and mm-hmm. not so much at our fingertips? So for me, that was a lot of in-person training in full classrooms, usually with individuals around you who had different levels of experience and knowledge. Um, so the the output of these trainings was not always as great as you would imagine. It was more of a, a one-size-fits-all experience. If you were lucky, you would have a good training or a good learning experience. If you were unlucky, then you would say, waste of my time. So so I think um, if you would look back, then I think that that was not a, a very effective way of learning. So if I, um, I, don't know, if I would, would sort of unpack of how I would see technology being used to optimize the um, individual learning experience today, um, I think um, for me, there's a... Uh, or five things that I could could pick out. So first of all, I think um, it's easier. So it's easier to access relevant and timely knowledge Um, that is presented to you at the time when you need it, like I alluded to a little bit earlier. Um, The other thing which I see is that it's all contextualized. So by use of AI and automation, um, there's a lot of uh, suggestions that platforms, learning platforms can do to help you um, be better in learning. and a contextualized learning helps you also to be more effective. So there's uh, numbers out there that if you would have it more contextualized learning, that's about 50% more effective uh, really driving some behavioral change, which I think is important element of um, of the learner experience. Um, then also it's more personalized. So like I just mentioned, I think in the past it was more of a one size fits all, but this is like a your size fits you, and I think that's uh, that's really important because uh, ultimately. Learning is a is something for you as an individual that needs to work for you. And I think what we also see is way more impact of, uh, of social and the impact of technology that really delivered that immersive um, uh, training experience um, where you can easily share and recommend. So there's a lot of elements of if you are my peer and you say, hey, this is a good training or this is a piece of content that you need to uh, dive into, then I would probably be, be keen to listen into that because I... I appreciate you as a as a uh, as my parent i want to want to make sure that i have I've got the same level of learning learning experience so i think those are four points uh, which i think are really um uh, really impacting the learning experience of today and i think also going forward for the future
1: and now alexander i know that um we as kpmg are investing also in in uh, developing a learning platform together with microsoft Because I think uh, uh, from the learning side, we have the experience in helping our clients with learning strategies and um, building curricula. But can you tell us a bit more about how this platform works and and what it actually offers to our clients?
0: We offer a platform to the market called Leap, which essentially is our managed service uh, to deliver the best learning experience for professionals. Um, And this concept of learning in the flow of work is an important element of how we bring uh, the, the right content at the right time to the right individuals. Um, and um, it's already a few years back when we had a conversation with Microsoft or, uh, around the importance of technology supporting this and our intention to build a managed service where they started to lean in and helping us with uh, with architects and think through some of the, um, the technology advancements in the platform. And um, I think uh, what we see now in the market is, is pretty Groundbreaking and also disrupting some of the existing uh, uh, learning models. And so the platform is built on um, on Microsoft Azure. We use um, uh, Teams and Viva as the user interface to our clients, really to make sure that it stays close to the individual. Um, and because the adoption of Teams in particular has been so high in the enterprise, we felt that that is sort of the platform of choice for us to make it as easy as possible, and for the um, the learner don't need to they don't need to go to multiple platforms to get the learning experience. Um, So Microsoft was really, really bought into uh, that. They helped us um, build the platform and now thinking through how we bring that to market. And that's something that we do together. Uh, One of the initiatives that we're doing at the moment is that we have built a, a sales academy where we are using the platform to enable KPMG and Microsoft professionals to get an understanding of this concept of learning of the flow of work and also how we can help them to drive it closer to our clients. Um, the other uh, initiatives that we use at the moment is around our ESG Academy. So KPMG is well known for ESG advisory work, and really using a platform like this and the technology brings all of the content we are building globally at the fingertips of our clients using, um, using Leap, the, the managed service that we have in market. Um, so that's, uh, that's pretty exciting, yeah.
1: And, and I know that uh, in, a, in some countries we actually have pretty big clients already huh, using uh, the Leap platform. Could you give our listeners an example of what we then do? Yeah. So
0: um, so one example we have is in the UK where we are working with a particular uh, government uh, body with about half a million professionals working at. Working they use the platform uh, to upskill their people to make sure that this notion of uh, learning of the flow of work, that we help them to actually do it. So we keep them certified, we train them, we repurp- help them to repurpose tasks and activities and make it as easy as possible for them. So I guess you could say that the platform is, is ready for or is built for scale whilst keeping it super uh, super close to the to the learner. Um, we have a few uh, clients that we're working with in, in the U.S. as well where... I guess the whole learning transformation started where we helped the clients to define their strategy about how this uh, learning and development really enable their strategy to become a better business, more agile, more transformative. And then ultimately sort of that helped sort of the, particularly the L&D community to get a platform in, in hand to drive some of these transformations and make it really tangible for the, uh, for the learners in those organizations.
1: And, and if you look at those client experiences that we have, we were discussing when, when uh, preparing for this podcast about the role of the L&D community actually versus the role of the business in acquiring uh, such a platform and really driving learning in the flow of work. H- how do you see that? What's the role of the L&D professionals in um, ensuring learning in the flow of work?
0: So it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting question. And, and like I said at the beginning, I work with technology for as long as I can remember. So uh, sometimes for me, that's a little bit more obvious. But in the conversation we had during the event with some of the uh, L&D professionals, it became super clear for me as well that that whole notion of technology is not as easy or as easy to digest for some, uh, maybe probably the other way around as L&D for me is. Um, so I think um, it's important to bring those sort of groups and communities together to let them learn both ways, maybe even sort of learn in the flow of work a little bit, and make sure that there's an understanding of what is required, both from an L&D and a technology perspective to bring that together. I think there's a lot of upside there. Um, for the, the the leaders that I spoke with around in the L&D space, I think for them it's it's good to get a little bit more confidence in what technology can actually. For them and how they can sort of how to practically practically sort of materializes in their day to day jobs, um, and I think it will help them to be more effective uh, as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, I think what you see traditionally is that from an L and D perspective, we still think in sort of curricula and uh, setting up academies, and that f- in the flow of work, you really need the connection with the business and what is actually the task that we need to get done and how can people in the flow of that work, uh, become more more effective. But uh, we, we recently had um, a, a learning event with a lot of L&D professionals, and we did some interviews to sort of see what trends are there currently, what are their challenges, actually. And exactly to your point, a lot of L&D professionals state technology as a big challenge and an opportunity, but in uh, how are you actually going to engage in that technology what? Uh, how are you going to choose a platform? Uh, how are you going to integrate it with um, um, with all your other systems? But really, using it as an enabler for learning is is a big challenge.
0: And and Renee, just to uh, return the question a little bit. So, how would you um, your day to day working with these communities, these practices? Your um, so what would you? How would you? Where would you start in these type of conversations with uh, with these clients?
1: Well, if you uh, look at the question coming from the L&D uh, community, then I would always start with bringing the business and L&D together in understanding the end user. Huh? So who is it actually that we are designing this platform or this learning experience for? And what does this person or this... Uh, we make personas, uh, for instance, in, in uh, designing learning strategies. What is this persona needs to learn at what moments does he need to have that information or, or learning potential at his fingertips, and you bring uh, business and, and learning together to, um, to bring that forward.
0: Yeah, very good. Yeah, I think that makes, uh, makes a lot of sense.
1: So we're discussing here uh, platforms and technology and apps and uh, y- you-know-what – and um, our, our listeners also are thinking, yeah, wh- what else is there on the market? And how does the future of learning really look like? Huh? And, um, and now I'm not really a techie, but you are. So you can probably share with us, how is learning in the metaverse going to work?
0: Interesting, yeah. So, um, so I- imagine, like I said, like, um, I'm traveling, I'm everywhere and nowhere, and I want to work whenever sort of my agenda allows me or it fits me, and and suddenly there's the metaverse, which makes an avatar of me, and I'm, I'm again back in the classroom with all these individuals who may or may not have the same experience as I do. Um, I think it's actually quite a fun journey, um, and I don't know exactly where it will end up, but what I do for sure know is that the metaverse will bring us um, uh, probably a, a different perspectives again on learning. Um, I think it will help us to harness some of that group interaction um, that sometimes is required to uh, enhance learning, as well as being individual because you just need to take some time to absorb uh, information. So I think uh, some of the benefits uh, that I certainly see is that it, it's, it's very easy to bring pe- people, mm-hmm. uh, avatars, together in a space without being in the same time zone or in the same physical location. So um, I think... Um, um, the notion of time and the complexity of logistics and, and, and calendars arranging is um, is sort of getting getting more easy. And just to give an example, so we've got, uh, KPMG has got their own experience center, so we can invite clients to come in, we'll do a full day, we show technology, we, we, ed- we help them, we inform them, we educate them on some of the key topics that are top of their mind. Uh, it could be around learning, but it could be about so many other things. Um, what we're trying to do now is have a little bit more of a, a virtual metaverse emerging experience as part of that. So you can actually start earlier in the process of informing and engaging, or you can take it a bit longer without being in the same physical location, right? Because time is, a, I guess, a precious thing for all of us. Mm-hmm. So it will help us to, I guess, increase the um, the connectivity with, uh, with with our teams mm-hmm. uh, in that way. And I've seen a few, um, uh, few of these... Um, virtual meeting rooms and spaces, uh, if you will. Um, and it's actually quite cool. It's quite nice. So it gives uh, like a little bit of an uh, edgy vibe of innovation, of doing, doing nice things. Again, is this something which we'll be having in the future? I, I certainly do think so, but it's a little bit of a change in the way how we engage and interact and what we, what we feel most comfortable with. Um.
1: And I, uh, what I also hear you say, it's sort of an extension of the regular physical Encounter that we have. Yeah. And it's sort of an add on rather than a replacement.
0: Yeah, but now again, you're asking me. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's probably good to ask the question to our new joiners, or if, if I look at my own kids and how they engage in the metaverse, if the, how they play uh, their video games, they've got a total different uh, experience than I have with the metaverse. So I think it's, uh, it's an evolving, uh, evolving topic. And I don't know, who knows, maybe in the future we don't have offices and we do everything. Uh, the in the metaverse. I, I don't know where it goes.
1: Imagine that. And, and I'm still, from a more psychological perspective, struggling with the notion that, in the end, people do need uh, human touch contact and do need interaction uh, beyond technology. But I think we need both. Yeah. And uh, specifically, if you look also to uh, the skills of the future, then... Uh, things like empathy or creativity or really collaboration are really high-ranked to be successful.
0: Uh, let, me, uh, let me challenge you a little bit, because uh, you, you probably have done some reading around artificial intelligence and ChatGPT GPT yeah. and,
1: and everything which tried it, associated yeah. with it. Have you tried it? Yeah, sure. Was it fun? It was fun. <laughs> did it work? Uh, it did work, actually, yeah. yeah. And, and I find it fascinating how, what you can put into it and then what it, what it comes up with. Um.
0: So uh, if you sort of think about that fascination and you think about sort of the the next revolution that we're, technology revolution that we're experiencing right now, because because this is literally a technology revolution that we're in, and you put that in the context of what you were saying, then empathy and all these things, which I, I feel too are super important, will have another dimension because artificial intelligence will play around with us and our emotions and who we are and how we learn, how we operate in a very different fashion than, uh, than we're used to. Um, now, Microsoft is is at the forefront of this, which, I, which I'm which i obviously close to with the investments they've been doing in, in open AI. They're really looking to dominate uh, the space, and they, you will see integrations in basically every Microsoft product. There will be like direct integrations with uh, artificial te- intelligence and they, they they basically say it's your co-pilot, and, but a very smart one. So it's interesting to see if you combine uh, things like um, AI uh, on top of metaverse, um, new skills, learning and development, all these things, if you sort of put that a little bit in the mixer then, and you go fast forward five years, well, that will actually take us.
1: And what it, what resonates with me is also the ethical implications of that and the dilemmas that come from that, If if um sure if we can learn new skills with the technology but what skills or what it almost sounds like you're describing it if we're influenced and programmed by um uh, the ai rather than the other way around i, I guess that's what foreseeable I'm, huh?
0: yeah i guess what i'm what i what i see is that it, it really changes the way how we how we operate and um the human touch will always be important like i said it I consider it more as a co-pilot. In the end of the day, it's the human who need to make the the decision as we see it now. But um yeah.
1: But that's almost an, uh, I lastly had a, a discussion with someone about uh, a TikTok and the uh, uh algorithms that uh, actually uh decide what what movies or what clips you you get to see. And yes, in the end, it's the n- human touch and we decide for ourselves, but how much can you really decide for yourself is the, if the algorithm already sort of pushes you in a certain corner?
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah. So,
1: so how, how are we going to...
0: So if you put it back in the context of um, the experienced learner and L&D, right, if a platform f- starts thinking for you about what the platform think is most desired for you to learn based on the yeah. algorithm or what your peers are doing... Um, it may, may be forcing you to learn exactly what you would need to become the best person of yourself, or it may train you to become the best person for somebody else, right? So it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing, yeah.
1: Uh, we're talking about learning, and uh, our listeners also uh, uh, probably have heard a lot about employee experience platforms. Could you very crisp. Describe what the difference is between a learning platform and an employee experience platform.
0: Historically, you would think like le- learning, education is sort of core to what you want to do to drive a particular outcome. Yeah, um, I think nowadays for organizations, it, also if I look at how KPMG, how we are doing it, uh, it's really around how do we engage with the people working in an organization and in the ecosystem surrounding it. Uh, and learning becomes an element of that, so I think that 's more more important uh, becoming more and more uh, important and and ultimately, I think um, the the experience I think will give you more benefits as an organization, but I think also for the for the individual will give you more um, i guess more incentive to do the learning to help you uh, help you engage so i don 't know if that 's sort of the, the most comprehensive answer I could give, but I, I certainly think that the experience the, the is an important element of um, who you are as an individual in an organization and how you how you can how you can thrive.
1: Yeah. So, so if I listen to uh, the examples you give and and how you talk about technology, you say actually technology really enables us to pinpoint a, a real specific experience just for you, for your learning style, for your learning need, uh, and then we bring it to you in a way that's really easy, contextualized, and, and, and social, uh, where you also can learn from each other, with each other, and, and be stimulated to learn more. Correct. Yeah. We've been chatting away now quite a while, uh, Alexander, about learning in the flow of work, and we heard a lot of buzzwords around technology and platforms, and I, I'm still thinking about that group of L&D professionals that we had Uh, a couple of weeks ago here uh, at KPMG, and who shared their challenges with with us. And they they said, actually, technology is for us really a challenge because we know that there is a lot of possibility in there. But how can we now really fully utilize that potential? And that, I think, is something um, that we could help the L&D professional with. Um, so what would be your recommendation to listening L&D professionals when they think, I have a challenge with technology, how can I fully utilize its potential?
0: Yeah, so my observation is is that these, both on the technology and on the L&D side, <coughs> there's still, um, I guess, a lot of isolation in the way how they operate and how they manage their business. and um, the, the outcomes that they're looking to drive are not always in line or in parallel with each other. So I think for me, uh, keen and very much in line with this notion of uh, learning in the flow of work is it's more of a decentralized approach to it. So it, it needs to go hand in hand. So the L&D cannot work with that tech and the other way around, which may sound as a, as a very obvious thing. But I think uh, out of the conversation we had at the event, clearly it came forward that um, the, the collaboration is something uh, which can be improved. It, again, in order to drive better outcomes for, uh, for, the, um, uh, for the learners, a better learning experience. So, so my, my, uh, my question would really be to the listeners is think for yourself like what, what do you need to do? How can you sort of make sure that you break the barriers between uh, some of the elements in your organization? How can you take full advantage of the technology which is already there at your fingertips uh, and combine that with your strategic vision of uh, learning and learning and development, um, in a way that really addressing your your organization strategy, so you can really be an enabler of the transformation that your uh, um, yourself and your teams are facing with. Yeah, I think, th- yeah.
1: Well, that's an interesting notion. I think that you're touching upon there, like the organization strategy. Do we fully understand what it is and where the organization is heading? And as an L&D professional, do you understand what that implies for the learning need in the organization? And, and so maybe to add to your uh, 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 call to action to our listeners is um, really engage and, and look at the workflow, go, uh, go interact with, um, uh, with the learner and look through his eyes what is, what is needed.
0: Excellent really good
1: excellent Alexander thank you it was really nice to have this conversation uh, with you I've learned a lot about technology and your view on that we shared I think a lot of uh, information also about what learning in the flow of work is with our listeners and um, I hope you enjoyed this conversation as well and we we'll see you uh, back sometime
0: very good thank you very much today. it was great to do, be here with you and uh, I think I learned a few new things today so that was great too